Thanks to Blue Chew for supporting Total and Marks. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo Marks. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Marks. Let's do this. Kissing babies and hugging fat girls. You are a sniveling little suck-up sellout full of suffering succotash, son. And you book a match with me, that's right, Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? Total Fool Marks with Dan St. Germain. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Total Effin' Marks. I am the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain of Adam. Back on the show, friends of the podcast, co-hosts most of the time, James Matter. <laughs> I'd like to put I'll that just, on a card. I'll just tell James, like, yeah, I had to do this one without you this week. Yeah, I'll find out after. It's like, oh, all right. There was the one without me. Sorry, man. My schedule's weird. Uh, Can't win them all, baby. He's, he's uh, James and I are fresh off the Pritchard Roast, which by the time you listen to this would have been a couple weeks ago. Crazy time. Buddy, could be the highlight of my life, which probably isn't saying much. No, it's not do? either. And you're, yeah, you're wearing an oversized flare shirt and shaved head. You look like you just like got a victory over chemo right now. And... You've seen him on The Americans. You've seen him on Comedy Central Roast Battle. He actually does have the largest biceps in comedy. Evan Williams, everybody. There he is. Evan, yeah, thank you for coming it. back on. I'll take it, man. I'm glad to be here. Uh, we have a topic, but before we start, James and I were talking about, and, and Evan, before the mm. podcast started, about all this hatred of, you know, and I talked about this on uh, The Ringer last week, um, but all this hatred of, of all in from like WWE, uh, I guess mainstream marks or whatever. Um, and we have whittled it down to the fact that they just couldn't afford to buy a ticket. It's got to be it. Yeah, it's that. And it's also, um, yeah, when you're not a part of something, you feel bad and yeah. you want to hate that. And if you think that someone's smarter than you, like, I think they think that everyone who went to this indie event, it's like they went to some secret party. It's like Harvard. Yeah, and that you mm -hmm. couldn't go, and that they're, look, no, here's the thing. I was explaining this to, to comedians last night. I felt more love in that area with snobby, dorky wrestling fans. And you, you, when you think of wrestling fans, you think of aggression. That whole weekend was nothing but love and acceptance. It was the weirdest thing ever. There's was, no. I don't think they're, they're even hating the WWE. I don't think there's. You no, know, I, you know, I will say like, Evan and I felt that at NXT. 
Yeah, I felt a lot. Of, well, maybe not like love, but I felt like everybody was in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was yeah. definitely still a couple jackasses. That one super loud guy was his. Oh, that guy sucks. Oh, there'll be a couple. Need attention. Yeah, but I hear what you're saying. It's like you gotta if you're not in something, you gotta put it down to feel bigger than it. And now you're not. You don't feel bad that you weren't there. Also, you know, the two saddest things happened when me and Evan went to NXT. One has nothing. To do with me. <laughs> the first one has nothing to do with me. And Evan, I don't know if you remember this. Our seating was all fucked up, and we got there. Oh we got God. There, of course there is. When we got there, there was this dude with like a big chain, and he was like, could have kicked either of our asses yeah. easily. Yeah. And we're like, fuck, he's going to sit in the wrong seat. Like, uh, it's going to be like an issue. Because then other people came in. We told him he was totally cool. So, so it was cool. us just reading. Yeah. But then he's like, well, where's my seat? He goes, Oh, a big fat guy <laughs> sitting in it. Oh, and we yeah. look, and there was this he was sitting in morbidly obese guy sitting in two seats. Yeah, I mean, the guy had, he, you know, he bought one ticket, but his body is two tickets. His body two tickets. <laughs> so He's like, got two, two ticket body. Two ticket body, man. That's, that's a good wrestler name, by the way. Dude, right. that's like two a, ticket body. That sounds like a John Snack Ralphie <laughs> May album. <laughs> two ticket body. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you, once you start, like, <sighs> dude, once you start, Having a two ticket body, you got it. Yeah. got to hit the Olympics. Kevin brother. Smith had a two ticket body. He had. He used to have to buy two tickets on an airplane. You can't do that. You, you can't. You, know, yeah. you, you got to figure. You something have out. to get the two tickets at that point. You have you to know? get the two tickets. Yeah. You but be more rich. importantly, you got to take that money to put, put it towards nutrition. I'm not trying to fat shave. <laughs> yeah. I felt really bad for the guy. I felt horrible for him, man. Yeah. But I had that conversation, and also the guy next to you is not a little guy. It's a super jacked guy. Yeah. Like he could even be a two ticket guy, but because he takes care of himself, you yeah, know yeah. I mean? He's like right. a Jacked two he was a jacked two, he's a jacked two. He's a jacked. He's a jacked body. He had two. He had two tickets. Because there was this like, like he like he was like it was like the most. Uh, he had the most like hip hop girlfriend. This girl that was just like, oh, yeah. all ass. Like she was really hot. Only it was ass. Just, it yeah. was just like ass. It was just with an ass. And yeah. sitting with this guy, looking at this guy. And he didn't even bully the guy. I just saw him get on a group yeah. chat and go, look at this fat guy. And he oh, buddy. Oh, which man. I feel bad about. Uh, um, but, you know. The other sad thing. The other sad thing. Not that, I, I, well, not that I haven't been guilty of posting <laughs> things. on. Uh, Dan, Dan will find a way to outset a two-ticket body any way he can. Evan, he Evan, Evan, can you tell the story? <laughs> So uh, Dan gets there, and you know he's had he's had some wrestling podcast success, okay, uh, with Masked Man, <laughs> minor, you minor. know, minor. I mean, you know, with Masked Man and all that, it's it's warranted to say that some wrestling fans might know him. And so he got, we got to the event, and he was like, "I bet you, I bet you, three people will come up to me tonight." <laughs> Which is <laughs> like, not, dance just that's a really modest number. Yeah. Like you know, I could even say that just randomly, you know, because maybe yeah. you know. And, and but he was like three people at least, at least three people will come up to you tonight, and then two people came up to him, <laughs> which is so sad because it he set such a small number because <laughs> it's two because you can't even really make fun of me for it or it's like right oh, man yeah. maybe next time you'll get that third person yeah man just almost keep... as sad as the next night I went to SummerSlam and I think I've, ta- I've I don't know if I've talked about this on the Ringer but we passed like. Teddy Hart, who's like uh, whose match I did commentary for uh, in Lost in New York, um, we walked past him into the ma- into the. Did you see this? We walked past him into the building, and he was in a full gimmick outfit, just <laughs> standing outside waiting for people to take pictures of him. Oh, and I'm like, oh, come on, that bro. poor dude had Man. all the talent in the world. <laughs> it's like uh. that's when you're just like you know like I, I, a friend of mine uh, who's a uh, uh, you're right, man, and yeah, he's a. <laughs> You know, like, it, this is business, though, in general. You know, that's just this business. 
like yeah. in any entertainment in- industry. You know, I was like talking mm-hmm. to Mike Vecchione, who's got an incredible album, uh, Worst Kind of Thoughtful. He's the best. It, it's a great, great old album. roommate of mine. If you, if you, if you want to learn how to write like a stand up joke, listen to that album. Yeah. Um, but like, he's like, hey, you think we're going to see Cersei and some profits for those numbers? And I'm like, I don't know, man. My dad used to write for Cosby when I had a Critic Circle Awards, and you know, now he's got a parrot. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it, it, it's like you know, it, it ebbs and flows. My, my dad's doing fine, actually, but you know, it, it was funnier for the text purpose. It was um, funnier. Terry Hart thinks so sad though. That's like like going to headline. You ever seen like a like a road headliner where they'll, they'll like after their show they'll put on the merchandise and like on the shirt is one of his jokes it's the best it's so it's absolutely man i've never wanted parallels between wrestling and comedy are the saddest parallels i mean i've told this on other podcasts before but i mean i did a road gig once it was in upstate new york the dude the the headliner's credit was been on saturday night live and by that it was he was a background in this he was like background in a sketch on saturday night live Uh he was a saturday night live my same way my girlfriend was on saturday night live she was like in a sketch as a background yeah person my my girlfriend actually what has been in like a bunch of conan sketches and shit she's Mm -hmm. now she's she's now not on that side of the business um but uh he had that and then the feature I won't say his name, and I knew this was going to happen. He, uh, in the middle of the set, he goes, got boobies. And then at the very end of the set, he said, uh, I'll be selling got boobies t-shirts, <laughs> and a portion of it goes to fight breast cancer. No. And by portion, it's like $10 a year. That's what these guys, I love this scam. It's like, yeah. I tell them that for every dollar they spend, I equal it in donations. Yeah, and so they charge yeah. like twenty bucks for the thing that would be ten. Right. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And it's like, yeah, you're a real hero. And yeah. then how much of that's really going there? Yeah. But you know what? The same thing is, I never sell anything whenever I'm on the road. So it's like, mm. I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's a happy medium. <laughs> um, I find a way to bring it back to dance sadness. <laughs> well, you know, it's my fucking <laughs> podcast. Sad style. Yeah. Woo. Uh, the, you know, I've been getting a lot of heat this week. I've been getting a lot of heat from you wrestling fucking Twitter fans who just uh, bashed WWE. And on this show, we've had worst gimmick matches of all time. Yeah. We've had worst wrestling angles of all time. Uh, we've had most racist angles. All of them are fun episodes. All of them uh, 100% fair to do. But I was thinking, a lot of my life, it's not about the problem. It's about the solution. That's what life is, guys. And that's what this episode is about. Instead of just bitching about what happened in the wrestling community over the years and what's happening now, we're going to provide you a solution. We're going to provide you a solution without stuttering in an episode <laughs> that I like to call, well, goddammit, fix it then. First up, the thing that's been rebooked more than any other angle in WWE or WCW or wrestling history the invasion of WCW. James, how do you fix it? Well, I mean, obviously, we know it was a huge failure. Well, we're I, saying that. I think everyone knows why it went wrong. It's been discussed too many times. The guys that you wanted to see were at home cashing checks. Okay, actually we, paying well, we know that. How do we fix it? Um, you buy them out. You. That's yeah. the best way to do it. But Vince didn't care. He would have just. Buried those guys anyway, so but they you, might as well stay at home and eat sandwiches. It. You gotta fix it. So you you buy these guys out, and then what do you do? Dude, so you have like Hogan and those cats show up one day, trash everyone. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and then you do a slow build. Man, it'd be so great if like what they were planning to do with the NWO, right? That was it was going to end up being NWO Monday Nitro. 
they should have done that where WCW at one point had a hostile takeover of Raw. It would have been WCW Monday Night Raw. It would have been insane on USA or if they were on TNN at that point or whatever it was. Right, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. That would have been unbelievable. And then it's the slow build of getting the company back, WWF. Awesome. And then maybe you could have a compromise and split. You could have kept that brand possibly if it would have went like that. But instead you have Chuck Palumbo. Sorry, dog. Ain't going to work out. <laughs> we got to get out of that Chuck area, though. Palumbo. We got to get, get away from the Chuck Palumbo of it all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, these are guys that they were trying to build at the end when it was too late at WCW. And then it's like, well, yeah. here's the new groceries. They did too many years of it's not like, developing it. It's him. like when you go through a breakup and you meet a girl right afterward who's like, if I meet you a year later, this would have been great, but yeah. this was the worst timing ever. <laughs> yeah. What about Evan? How do you fix how do you fix the WCW angle? I don't know, man. I mean, there were some there were some good wrestlers on, on the mashup there. They had like Booker T, right? Booker they T Booker was T. there, yeah. I like WCW was all I knew. At that time in my life, I was in the South. Carolina like, boy. Whatever, yeah, Carolina boys were watching WCW. So, like, those were all my Evan boys. I love Bischoff. I do, man. I love Bischoff. I love him, too. I think he's got, he had charisma, him. man. He really did. I loved him. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, I think exactly what James said. It's like you got to get the bigger guys in there. And um, it's just, it was, uh, I don't know. I mean, did, were they doing it on purpose? Like, did, did W? WE do it on purpose, like just kind of. Well, that, I mean, that's to that's, bury WCW. I, I yes, I, I think I think subconsciously they did. Oh, yeah. Here's my fix, and I'm going to be able to fix two things at the same oh, this time. This is going to be good. Okay, everybody, everybody who just says that I'm a fucking troll, that I'm sort of some indie mark that I haven't devoted a large portion of my life to watching WWE wrestling. WrestleMania 17. You don't have that angle where Shane McMahon buys that WCW. You don't do that. You announce that they may have bought WCW through the dirt sheets. WWE never confirms anything. So there's just rumblings on there. At the end of WrestleMania 17, another horrible idea that WWE had was to turn Austin heel. Terrible. Okay? Terrible idea. He wasn't ready to be heel at that time, although it was a cool way they did it. At WrestleMania 17, it obviously paid off no dividends. So at the end of WrestleMania 17, Austin... Uh, uh, narrowly wins his match against The Rock. Um, they, you know, he beats him, pins him. Uh, Rock gets up. He reluctantly shakes Austin's hands because they're both over like crazy, right? And it's the first time you see Austin actually be like a true babyface Hogan warrior thing. He like maybe the, like Rock raises Austin's hand and Austin doesn't stun him, and it's actually a really feel good moment. Lights go dark. Lights are up. The entire WCW roster is there. Everyone they can buy it with the XFL money, so fuck the XFL. <laughs> in my fantasy it's work. still coming back. Really? It's, it's apparently still coming That's back. Insane. This is how bad is. I'm going to be a starting quarterback for one of the teams. That's <laughs> yeah. how They're all is. in there. At the, imagine that visual at the end of WrestleMania 17. Austin wins. Amazing. It goes dark. <laughs> Amazing. Opens up. The whole roster there, maybe Bischoff, maybe not Bischoff. I would say probably not Bischoff. Not Bischoff. And you have the entire roster there. I don't think you need Hogan, Nash, and Hall yet, or Goldberg, but I think if you had Flair, um, I think that if you had Booker T, I think that if you had DDP, and I, I think that if you had Scott Steiner and all these WCW guys sitting there and just looking at him, and then they all just beat the shit out of him, and you do the exact same thing that you did with the NXT invasion years later with Cena and Punk. You do the exact same thing, and that's the end of WrestleMania 17. I'm going to tell you this. 
Might be the greatest idea I've ever heard. That's so great. I, yeah. I'm so excited. And Jim Ross's heart wouldn't have made it through that night. His heart yeah, yeah. and well, his voice. the shit out of him. He, oh, yeah. Jim Ross would have oh, went banana. This is, this is the ending of it. They beat the shit out of him. And then all of a sudden, Tony Schiavone gets on the mic and goes, Welcome to WCW. <laughs> and that's the end of the fucking paper. Let's just end this episode now. We can't top this. <laughs> no. What you just did there, I got yeah. goosebumps. It was amazing. I've thought about that for a long time. <laughs> During sex, I've thought about that. Oh. Yeah. Well, because you have priorities. Come. <laughs> I mean, and I think that would fix the Austin's heel turn because The Rock in, in real life afterwards had to go film a movie, so he was out after a month. So mm -hmm. the whole first month is them beating the shit out of The Rock. They, they incapacitate him. And then uh, a month later, you have uh, then you have a whole year of Austin facing brand new heels, and you know you have Vince McMahon. You can still make McMahon a heel that way. By the way, you you just make him a different type of heel. Like he's making all the wrong moves at WWE, and Austin's like, "I'm not doing this to help you. I'm doing this to help me and the fans." And and maybe Vince takes a year off, man. Like that's another thing where it's like, okay, we'll make the Vince character like have have actually him like just. Beaten up severely, so he's out of the picture. And it's literally Austin versus WCW. At that point, you had gotten all you could out of Vince, to be quite honest. With that match with Shane, which was a gr right. had no business being a good match. Had absolutely yeah. no business being as good as entertaining and yeah. as rewatchable as it still is. Yeah. He definitely should have taken a sabbatical. And then I love when uh, the Invasion and the Alliance storyline, Vince became like this corny baby face. Do you remember? Do you remember? We want the old Stone Cold. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Are you out of your mind, corny grandpa? Also, it's better if you have Linda in control of the company for that WCW run. Um, because, you know, she's kind of like a Jack Tunney, where every time she was on TV, you were like, <laughs> he doesn't want to be here. I love that you compared <laughs> the, this someone the in the cabinet to Jack yeah. Tunney. They, they, had a they had a, they had a sing, uh, similar gait, too. They had a similar walk. And uh, and that, and I'm telling you, the numbers are... are gonna go right up <laughs> speaking of going right up uh real quick this is the only universe where dan's screaming about an invasion into a microphone where it's not in a trailer about aliens oh <laughs> 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 uh, speaking of speaking of getting those numbers up there's something else you can get up thanks to blue chew thanks blue chew for supporting our podcast bluechew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance to another level guys we're going to last longer. Go a few extra rounds. Blue Chew is a performance enhancement for the bedroom. They've got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so they work. And since they're chewable, they'll work faster than a pill. I know this from years of, uh, of prescribed drug use and recreational drug use. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Which is probably the time where you're going to need to get it up the most. You know, I don't know if you've ever tried to fuck after having a burrito. It's it's like trying to you know get a couch into a studio apartment. Uh, blue is cheaper than those other two. So this is a no brainer. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line because Blue Chew sh ships straight to your door in discreet, passionate uh, packaging, and and it's going to make you passionate, guys. Um, so please. Uh, Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipping free when you use the promo MARKS. That's M-A-R-K-S. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MARKS. 
And also, uh, go to Pro Wrestling Tees, because I'm going to create merch for this show. i got two ideas. i got a two-seat body. It's going to be a shirt. Two ticket body. And, if and you like putting a couch in a studio if apartment. If you get that set up, let's split it half and half. I would love to. Those <laughs> let's split it up. Two-seat body? <laughs> like trying to get a couch that's, in a that's, studio that's, apartment. Does get a cut of that, too? That was my yeah, two like ticket. It's two-ticket body. Two-ticket two body. I think we have to split it three ways. I think so. Okay. We're going to make We're going to lose money, guys. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> We're gonna the problem. Absolutely lose money. <laughs> Two ticket body. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on. The post. The post-summer of CM Punk. We can all agree the summer of CM Punk was one of the hottest wrestling angles leading mm-hmm. to Money in the Bank, uh, where CM Punk blew a kiss to Vince McMahon, ran away. I even loved the next night when he wasn't there, and Vince got fired by Triple H. Afterwards, it was a fucking mess. Mess. And I'm talking Kevin Nash texting himself. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> CM Punk coming back two weeks later. The whole angle, I'm talking about Triple H putting himself over CM Punk on a September pay-per-view. The whole thing was a mess. Mess. I, I have a learning disability. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> those whatever pills you're taking, if it's the Viagra, maybe there's side effects. Not with Blue Chew. Not with Blue Not with Blue And they're not sponsoring it, so yeah, 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 fuck you, Viagra. Yeah, Viagra for sure is the problem. Are we just admitting Viagra use? What's going on <laughs> yeah, here, everybody? I I've been gone for we've a long time. We've all been masturbating this entire time. <laughs> James, how do you fix it? Well, I mean, it's obvious. I, I think... Um, while it was happening, I remember listening to your good friend, uh, David Shoemaker. I think he had the best idea. He should have been gone. With social media, what you could have done with this angle, with him leaving with the belt, he could be at games. He could be Cubs games going on the roads. Oh, I'm in Pittsburgh. Guess what I got next to me? Like You give him an empty seat that's just for the belt. It's great. He goes on vacation with the belt. It's, he could have treated it like... Like, NHL players treat the Stanley Cup and just travel with it. I'm taking it hostage. And then he just shows up after, like, a month. Like, really make it look like yeah. he's not coming back. Yeah, I agree. I'm not one of these people that thinks that he should have been gone for a year. Not a year. But he should have come back at SummerSlam. Yeah. You or- know? And, and John Cena versus Rey Mysterio, which they did for the title, uh, the Raw, the week after or the week after that, that's a SummerSlam main event. Ray, Ray at that point is at the height of his career. Cena at that point can go. I mean, it would, they would have torn the fucking house down, and everybody would have bought a ticket just waiting to see how CM Punk would have been brought back. Yeah, and, and yeah. he could show up and not wrestle, and just he could have done kind of like a Sting type thing, or even like an Outsiders, where he just shows up in the crowd, like like he bought a ticket and just hangs out with yeah. the belt, and then maybe goes in the ring, leaves. Uh, out of the ring, back into the crowd, and just, you know, it just never feels like he's a part of the roster, almost like it's a one-man invasion. Also, have him mm-hmm. show up at New Japan. WWE clearly doesn't have that much of a problem with that. Maybe have him wrestle a squash match in New Japan in the middle of the month and be like, oh, my God, he's actually in Japan. Is he going to start wrestling for him? Yeah, if you did that angle now, you could do so much. Like, if, if that was they happening done so much right then. now, he could be going to Indies, could show up at NXT, like, just... Uh, It'd be amazing. How long was he gone? Two weeks. Yeah. He missed that yeah. one Raw, that's not and they time. came back the next week. So it's like eight days, to be honest. Yeah, that's like when, when Spider-Man dies in Infinity War. You know he's coming back. You know what I mean? You know he's coming back. They already announced like the next Spider-Man movie yeah. that's going to come out right after Infinity War 4. I'm just saying, punk is Spider-Man. Stop spoiling these things for I'm me. I'm sorry, now. bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too into the production. You know? Wrestle here. Here's here's one that's you know a little bit off, it's off storyline. Um, obviously, tragically, um, 
re- wrestling is uh, has has a disproportionate amount of wrestlers that are dying way before their prime. Uh, how do you fix that? DDP yoga. DDP yoga. I mean, Just, look, yeah, listen. For sure. And uh, after I made DDP, uh, ever I made fun of DDP at a roast he didn't show up at. By the way, oh, he was no. there for twenty minutes in the back, and then what, someone really? I think, was I. He I might have caught one of your jokes. Yeah. He, and and then he left soon after. I think <laughs> he did not like yeah. that. Real well, quick, Dan massacred at the well, roast. That should oh, be known. Awesome, Came man. in like just smacking people like bare knuckle, right in the mush. Oh, yeah. it was beautiful. I remember what I said about DDP. I was like, DDP is a motivational speaker. Speaker, hey kids, uh, if you have a shitty RK, RKO yes. and uh, dress like a. Night manager at Orlando Hooters. You two can keep Jake Roberts sober for an hour and a half. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Uh, people love that. He left after that? Yeah, soon so after. Me and DDP oh, have like real man. heat. Yeah. Nothing That's like getting heated at a wrestling roast. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I don't think he gives a shit. But, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I have a few ideas for this, obviously. Wrestler deaths in general. Number one, uh, give each wrestler an offseason. I'm not saying give WWE an offseason. I don't think you can do that. But give each guy three months in a row where they could fucking heal. Yes. For Christ's sakes, or four months, you're going to make them. You're going to the merchandise number is going to go up. You know, um, giving them health insurance would be a huge step. But yeah. even if you can't do that, give them three months off. So whenever their build is, and maybe have it worked in the contract. Okay. Well, at this point, you're going to come back here and you know have the newer guys you know be there for after WrestleMania. Maybe some of the older guys are gone. At that point, it's going to make everything seem more important. I mean, when Luke Harper is off TV for two weeks and gets a pop at an NXT event, yeah, yeah. clearly, like, people, like, you know, like, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So, uh, it's it, 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 that to me is a no-brainer. Another thing is making marijuana legal. Like, the drug testing for marijuana is insane. The fact that UFC had it with Matt Riddle. UFC lost so much money with Matt Riddle because they tested him for marijuana. And instead, you got mm-hmm. these guys going on pain pills and Oxycontins and Percocets, and they're getting fucking addicted, and they're popping 45 a day. Uh, yeah. it, 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 it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, because they're, like, popping the pain pills in their mouth backstage. Like, here, take this, go back out there. But pot's not okay. I mean, it's crazy. From what I understand, they kind of you still kind of get tested for it, but it's not a big deal there. They okay. kind of are okay with it. They know it helps with pain. Um, everything you said is absolutely true, and I think... We could get to that um, soon. I, I'm really looking forward with that big money deal with Fox. I think there's other networks are going to pay for wrestling. I think we're on the cusp of yeah. maybe, the, I won't say yeah. competition, but look, they're going to try and overpay for the elite. This is going to help wrestlers have negotiations. You, If you have agents and managers now, they'll be able to negotiate things like that going forward, I'm hoping. Maybe not next year, but the next couple years, there should be enough money, and I don't have to sign with you. New Japan's offering me two months off. This is the type of thing that can help and prolong these guys' lives. Right. Also, if you noticed that we can, you know, a lot of these guys are like vegans now and eat cleaner and don't drink and that's yeah. gonna help. I mean, I feel it, like Punk started that, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the whole indie movement. I mean, Aries Aries is a, I believe, is vegan. Vegan, yeah. Also, it's in a, his health plan. It's yeah. now nerds who do wrestling. They're jacked yeah. up nerds, but it's yeah. nerds. It's different. It's not the glam metal '80s wrestlers anymore. Right. Who's like, let's get some pussy and do some pills. Yeah, it's great when you have some yeah. of those guys, you know, because a bunch of indie guys is, you know, I mean, a bunch of traditionally, you know. Uh, 
small dudes is not going to put a company over either. But yeah, I mean, there, there's just but so there's a consciousness things. that's changed. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And it's like, and also it's like they have such a stacked roster. I know these guys that a lot of the money they make is off their live dates. And okay, during those live dates, if you for those three months, if you want to like work an indie show, then that's your business. But eh, I don't know if you can do that. But I think for them, for the health of the company, everybody gets three months off. Everybody gets an off season like yeah. any other fucking sport. We gotta find some way like a paid off season if you're not gonna give them health insurance. We gotta find some way to fix it because like when when people die, I'm like, oh no. And then when a wrestler dies, I'm like, well yeah. You know, like yeah. my first word is like, "Well, yeah, Vader's dead." You know what I mean? Like, of course he was a, he got his eye knocked out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's rough, man. When a wrestler does it like fifty, you're like, man, he had a good run. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's the no, equivalent that's, of that's being like, that's like eighty eight in yeah. wrestler years. That's being an eighty two yeah. year old Burt Reynolds. That's yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah but Burt when Burt Burt Reynolds died, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, he's not dead yet. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you know, love boogie nights. <laughs> Uh, this Deliverance. one I don't have an answer for, so Ooh. I don't know how much time we're going to spend on it. Keep WCW from failing. I can't. I don't have an answer for no, this. No, uh, they overdid the NWO. NWO was the ticket, man, to not let it fail, but they just kept pushing and pushing. They, well, I always thought they should have They should have took over at one point. And then once again, that to me, what I pitched earlier for the invasion, I always thought would have been great for... For uh, WCW and NWO, the NWO takes over, and then you have the underdog WCW. But they didn't. This has been discussed a million times. They didn't push young guys. It was yeah. the problem yeah. was you would pay to see Hogan take on someone from the past, mm -hmm. and then you'd be like, "Why am I watching Rey Mysterio and Dean Malenko? This is crazy." And then it's like, "Oh, that was kind of good." And then two and a half hours later, after you fell asleep watching Hogan, you're like, "Oh man, I should have paid more attention." to that undercard in the cruiserweights. Yeah. That was a thing. You paid for those guys, and eventually you were like, oh, this sucks. Well, WWF at the time, the main events were outstanding with young guys who were coming up. They were creating new blood because they had to. It was the best thing that ever happened to them was all these old-time dudes going to WCW, making them hot, and not allowing anyone else to come up there. Yeah, and WWF had, had to reinvent her. itself. And, uh, and a few people like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart to help the new guys along. Uh, I don't think there's an answer for this. This this one I'm stumped on because the whole the, – the reason that WCW got hot is also the reason that killed them, right? So it was like new guys coming in and um, and then those new guys taking up too much here. If your whole – like the thing is like when the New York Yankees signed a hot free agent, if after a couple of years they're not delivering him, they don't like renew the contract, I guess. Yeah. Unless you're – like they don't do that. You can't do that with wrestling. Well, with the, with the Yankees, you sign a ten-year deal because baseball's insane. Yeah, and you're yeah. Jason well, I, Giambi, I'm a baseball fan. You're yeah. Jason Giambi on the bench making twenty million or whatever it was, it's hitting insane. buck eighty-one. Disco Inferno made probably ten thousand dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? God bless Disco, man. He was, God bless he was Disco. looking jacked. I saw weekend. him at, at Monday Night Night Show. Yeah, I saw him. I said, Flair. I saw him at. Um, oh, I love it. At All In, and we did something not safe. I'm like, yeah, I did a Nikki show with you. He goes, oh yeah. Oh no! Um, <laughs> I saw him at a high. You saw him at the lowest low. Yeah. Man, uh, um, I would have given the belt to DDP. I thought that as it was happening earlier, mm, as a ba he was, was cool. an anti-hero. I thought that there's a lot of parallels between him and Austin. And when DDP kept turning down the NWO, he was so over as an anti-hero. And then when he became a babyface, 
he became a baby face. They made him a baby face while Austin stayed that this, that lovable scoundrel. Yeah. DDP softened. And I to me, that was a mistake. I would have kept him being that dickhead and smacking people around and doing whatever he wanted. And I would have given him the belt. I think I think he could have made a lot I mean, more money Sting, for them. Sting was Sting is a good template of like okay, well you can build guys like Sting up um, as a different type of antihero. But you know everyone that they tried, um, you know to build, they ended up fucking up. Like what's his name? That guy is a, who was a cruiserweight in WCW, who's now an agent in WWE. Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman. Love that. Oh man. Yeah, Love like that. they tried with him, and then they they fucked that up. Um, that was like the closest. Yeah. Goldberg is is the only example really of a homegrown WCW star. Um, God, I, hate I lost my mind over him, man. I mean, I was eleven, I so I was just it. like, I was just losing it every time. Like I was, I remember seeing his toy in the store, and I like almost fainted. Like my dad had to people like, love that catch toy. Me. I was about to faint. You were also on cocaine. <laughs> it was already yeah. At I eleven. started cocaine at eleven. Um, pretty rough, but. This is a recent one from this year. AJ Styles versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah. uh, which was incredibly underwhelming. Insane that that was underwhelming. Well, we and just it waited in so nut long. shots, man. We waited so long. That's, I that's blame what it, was. it had this no chance. on us. Yeah. This was our fault. This was not Vince McMahon's fault. For rushing it? For, like, demanding no, it? And because we it? wanted a New Japan angle in WWE, and it just wasn't going to fucking work. Mm-hmm. And it only started working when Nakamura turned heel. And that should have happened right in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You should have had Nakamura turn heel right there. I also felt yeah. like we <laughs> just kind of felt like a, like prom, right? It kind of felt like this is going to be the greatest night of my life. I'm going to lose my virginity. It's going to be great. I'm going to marry a cheerleader. This is going to yeah. be my defining moment. Yeah. And you end up uh, at home at 12.01 and she's banging someone else, like yeah. your neighbor at, at 12.30. <laughs> You're talking to a limo driver about his problem. <laughs> yeah. my, my mind was I got too drunk. And the girl, I was with my junior prom, <laughs> uh, she told me her pastor killed himself. Oh, that's fun. Uh, so then I just talked to the limo driver about his marital problems for <laughs> the rest of the night. And yeah. It was, and we saw Ari Spears at Caroline's. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, he did a RoboCop. You and the limo driver did? <laughs> no, she yeah. was there. Um, she was there. I, was, I, I had a cold, and as I'm dancing with this girl, the girl of my dreams, to... Uh, Ironically, in your eyes by Peter Gabriel, I'm holding snot back in my nose. That, that's romantic. At one point, she's like, I'm real tired. I'm like, okay, I should go to she's bed, like, too. She's like, you're actually in my eyes <laughs> yeah, right yeah, Yeah, with, with your mocos. And so I end up in bed probably around midnight that night. I get a call from my buddy Romy, and he's at some party. He's like, come out to this party. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm sick from prom. He, I think he forgot who my date was. She said she was tired going to bed. She showed up at this party that <laughs> night. Uh-huh. I went to bed sick, and crying, and depleted. I, no, now Romy never would have banged her, but um, she just shows up at this party. And it's like, um, dude, next time I saw her, you ready for this? My 21st birthday, she was stripping. And my boys were like, hey, let's go up there and give her money. I'm like, I've given her more than, than money, my friend. <laughs> this little thing called my heart. <laughs> oh, James. This is the most James Madden prom I've ever right. heard. And like I said, that's the equivalent to Shinsuke and AJ, everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. With your career, like if you brought back Mad Dog, but you did it in like Doink, like a reborn. <laughs> like, you know how they did like, like Jason Born Again? <laughs> to bring back Mad Dog. But we're talking like, like a weird, like <laughs> fucked up. Because James used to go by Mad Dog Matter, and he doesn't anymore. He just goes by James. Yeah, Madder. I never even dare say it around Thank you. you. There's this honey. thing amongst us all where we like 
we tell each other like, I "Hey, you're not supposed to time. say it, man. You're not supposed to say it around him." We're all super careful. It's about okay. It. I mean, Listen, my name used to be Gooch, man. In high school, I my told name, you I, I know several Gooches. It's yeah, very interesting. Gooches were never good news, man. Uh, <laughs> and I go home, people still now? call me that. Rebook because, Mad Dog. Could no, you bring yeah. it back now? It's like, taken me all these years <laughs> to get <laughs> where I'm at, which is yeah. still in the middle of nowhere. I was just talking about this last night. Did like, you show up like with half a dog suit? This like, oh, yeah. so they have. <laughs> Luckily, like no one called. Like Taylor hadn't, I hadn't seen Taylor Williamson in like ten years, and so he called me Mad Dog for like half a second last week at All In and the roast, and then stopped because that's a bad weekend. I was talking about this last night, like for to be called Mad Dog, it, I would have been buried. Like a wrestling weekend with real Mad Dogs and real characters, oh, yeah, be like, yeah, oh, yeah. this comics Mad Dog. I mean, it, I'd be in a ditch right now. <laughs> now, like, now you're like, if people call you Mad Dog, it's like that weird. You know, remember when Goldust was seven in WCW, and like yeah. he's like, "This is the bullshit they gave me." Oh, yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> you just do that for your set. <laughs> uh, here's one that I fantasy booked a lot in my head. Vince McMahon revealed as the higher power for the Undertaker. We were obviously, although the the uh, the quote of him, "It was me, Austin. It was, it was me, me the whole time." Is still really fun. Yeah, that build yeah. up was great, and then you know the corporate ministry. I thought was, I mean, the, the theme song I thought was awesome. But uh, I still work out to that theme song. If you haven't listened to it, uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it, you know, it, I, you know, it was obviously it was incredibly disappointing as a fan. Well, it wasn't logical. I ended up not hating it. I remember, but it wasn't like because the ministry was also beating the shit out of the corporation at that time. So it's like, were you planning? Were you attacking yourself? I remember that being my big question when yeah. it all happened. Yeah. But I didn't hate it. What was, now, who was the ministry? Who was the greater power supposed to be? Wasn't there someone? And then well, there was a rumor, but I think this is a fan rumor, and this is how I would have booked it. Um, and I would have made Jake the Snake Roberts oh, the yeah, higher awesome. power. And there's a storyline reason for this. The last time that you see really... Jake the Snake made Stone Cold Steve yes. Austin because he quoted that Bible. He said, Austin 316 says, I just whip your ass. And Jake the Snake is revealed as a higher power. And then he says, you're <laughs> right. The Bible didn't save me, but the darkness did, Austin. And I'm here for your soul. And that's how you started <laughs> it out. You know, and then, you know, I mean, yeah. it would have run six months and you eventually would have gotten sick of it. But yeah, it would have that would have made sense. Can you imagine how great? Jake the Snake's promos as an evil oh higher my power. God. Unfortunately, I don't think he was in good shape then, boys, because that's yeah. about the no, same time Beyond yeah. the Mat came out. So yeah. I think he was but like, imagine those Beyond the Mat promos yeah. as the higher power. Yeah, with he, that weird gutty head at that point. Holy yeah. smokes! At that point, he needed to be in a church basement talking about his higher power. Yes, he you did. know what I mean. He did personally, but just yeah. imagine, like <laughs> yeah. Jake the Snake at his best as the higher power. It would have been fantastic. I mean, is there any other person that would have been a better higher power than Jake the Snake? Um, I don't think so. Kevin Sullivan and his prime. <laughs> yeah. How dare you laugh at Kevin oh, Sullivan? Oh, bullshit, <laughs> man. I mean, no, because I, I grew up with real Kevin Sullivan in the Crockett territory. With the mm. satanic pants. He was the greatest. I loved him. Yeah. Uh, now he got ruined with the whole dungeon of doom nonsense when he's bring, so goofy, dude. bringing out goofy half shark characters and shit. Yeah, that kind of took the shine off him. <laughs> him in his prime. Go check out some of his old shit, man. Dude, I loved him. How about the Sinister Minister? Shark characters you're talking about. Dude, the Dungeon of Doom was just ridiculous. You gotta look it up. I gotta. There's a shark. There's the Zodiac. Oh, it was was crazy. There's like (laughs) 
Just insanity. Yeah. All right, well, we got to move on. Killer Keith. Just imagining street sharks, like rollerblading and stuff. I have no idea. Oh, I remember I those guys. guys. Those were fun. Those are great. Ripped sharks on rollerblades. <laughs> yeah, man. Which is, that's what Mike Pence goes to sleep scared of every night. He's like, there's going to be these ripped gay guys on rollerblades kicking my ass. Uh, <laughs> Making the Jaws music when they come towards him. He'd be a great heel wrestler. Can I say that? Oh, Mike Pence. Oh, my God, yeah. Dude. He walks terrific. like one. He's yeah, got that like the commissioner Mike Pence of would have been a great higher power. Yeah, Mike yeah. Pence. Yeah. It was me all along, Austin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if he starts. I know like, his voices. He starts. It was me all along. I don't know what it is. It's very, it's very, uh, <laughs> I can't do it. We, we discovered on this podcast that I can do Triple H. That's it. Yeah. Have you oh, gotten true. back to that? that was I really forgot good. what. You got... can do whisper Triple H, like current whispering oh. Triple H. Uh, he goes, there's always a plan. That's yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. it. That one. Yeah. <laughs> there's always a plan right. B. Uh, that's all I can do. I, I'm, not, I'm the good, opposite man. Bruce Pritchard. It's I can do like good. three. Well, I guess only Pritchard can do three, too. Mm-hmm. But we're not on the rest anymore. Uh, Bret Hart and WCW. How do you save this? He came to WCW. Um, the NWO was looking to recruit him. It took him a little time. They really did nothing with him. There's, uh, there's. I mean, yeah, I, I only knew him as WCW until like you know getting back into wrestling. So that's interesting. As a WCW fan, like, what did you think of him? I when didn't he have out? strong thoughts. So I was like, oh, yeah. this is cool. People are saying he's the best. Like I remember, like just when he came, like it was like we have Bret Hart, and it was like this big thing. But I, I just like I just accepted that as truth. But like it didn't show. You know? Yeah. I, I had no idea. Like you know, and now obviously seeing his like classic matches and stuff. Uh, he's one of the best ever, but I had no idea. Um, he needed to show up on TV right after the screw job, which was never an option, and so that's why it got killed. That's it. I mean, yeah, but what's the solution, up, James? He, he shows up. <laughs> and you go at Vince. You talk. You talk smack about Vince on WCW with Bret Hart as a huge baby face, and that'd be great. But I, I just there's been a it's just hilarious. There's been a hundred books about the failure of that company. Think about that. They keep coming out with new books yeah. about how that company fails. They oh, shit, you hear that? Everything. Scott Steiner's here. Yeah, he's, yeah. Co- yeah, he's still looking for the answers. That's it. <laughs> that, I came up putting the words how much I love old Nitros. I will watch old Nitros over old Raw so any day. Fun, they man. ruin something I love. That's another thing. One, the one moment last week that wasn't, wasn't great for me there, Bischoff within three minutes, was. we knew it would be the most butthurt. We were taking odds earlier. He got like in my grill as I'm delivering a monologue, and was kind of not cool to me. The like the rest of the night, I could tell hated me. Oh, really? really? Has no idea how much I loved his product when it was hot. Like how much yeah. I wanted them to win, and how much at that point I did not like WWF, and reluctantly went to them with Austin. I honestly thought that they had a better product overall, but just couldn't finish with. The main event and the WWF was all main event. The under people forget the undercard for Attitude Era stunk for the most part. Really stunk. Some of those gimmicks. Yeah, we were really tuning in to see the goddamn go- uh, Godwins and the Headbangers. Get a job. That was more fun <laughs> than watching uh, Public Enemy and Harlem Heat smash each other. Come on, man. Or the Horsemen back then, or those cruiserweights. The matches that Hoovy did. It was a great product, man. And it breaks my heart that they just couldn't get out of their own way. That everyone joined the the NWO. Fucking ushers were becoming members of the NWO. Yeah. Goddamn basketball players. Referees, Get out of here. Yeah. This is stupid. Jay Leno's wrestling. They did everything to ruin it. <laughs> Bret Hart should have came in as a baby face. Should have won the belt over Hogan right away. Yeah, but that's... Uh, here's my solution. 
Man, you're so um, good at this. I feel like when I'm talking, <laughs> you know, in any hall when you're like, this guy sounds like FM radio. This is what I sound like. <laughs> this is this is, I knew this is my solution. You, you have you have him you have him show up with another documentary crew, like a wrestling with shadows documentary thing. crew. <laughs> like he does a promo. He starts getting buried in WCW, and then you replace Thunder with just Bret Hart's documentary of what's going on behind the scenes and how they're fucking him over. I love it. Every That's week. That's awesome. <laughs> with yeah. just being like, oh, now Bischoff's doing this to me. Because I love the Bret Hart book, but the whole book is just like somebody bitching about uh, how, they, how they've been ruined and they were the greatest wrestler of all time. And mm. I love what and, you just pitched would have been the original being the elite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just Bret Hart in a camera. It would have been better than Thunder, that's for sure. Vince McMahon's son being revealed as Hornswoggle. <laughs> Evan wasn't really familiar with this angle. I, I love it because if, if Vince McMahon really had a little person, he wouldn't claim it, you know? Like, oh. that is a real, like, <laughs> he would have been like Tywin Lannister. You, yeah, yeah. You, like, you, like, kick it into that pit, like, in 300 when you have, like, a deformed son. <laughs> Not that little people are deformity. I'm saying he would see it that way. He's an evil person. Oh, if Vince had, like, a little person's son, he'd be thrown in the air, even when they're, like, yeah. 30. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, he's he'd be like, playing darts with it, like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, Here's exactly. For his own amusement. Vince McMahon is, like... He speak like he's still like which a lot of people don't know about him. They talk about this in some of the wrestle. He still can speak Carney. Like Carney has their own la- have their own language. Like he's a Carney, so he can actually talk Carney. And Pritchard used to be able to talk Carney. So I feel like if he really did have a little person's son, he would have just had him around, dressed as him the whole time, like Doctor Evil, yeah, without question. And that, and that if that was the case, but, hey, guys, I think that the you know the solution is right in front of us. Uh, Ken Anderson should have been. Vince McMahon's son, when the camera uh, tilted over to him, he got a huge pop because of internal politics. Now I'm friends with Ken, so you know he said there was a lot of forces pushing against him. Maybe he was part of some of that, too. Who knows? I wasn't there. Um, but he was the obvious answer, and they could have done a lot with that. I don't know, but you know, who knows how much how much can you do with a, with a wrestler has a son angle? I mean, as we saw about what happened with Kurt Angle's son, like that wasn't the interesting part about it. The interesting part about it was that he became a, a face heel. He kind of became Angle. So maybe that was interesting. But I always feel like the paternity test stuff is best, you know, uh, best left for um, who's the fucking daytime? Jerry Springer. Oh, Maury. 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 He's yeah. be- best, best left for Maury Povich. Yeah. I mean, does anyone have any new thoughts on this before I move on to the new one? No, sir. Okay, Triple H being handed the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, how do you how do you rebook? Okay, I know we all thought that was bullshit, but if you're going to bring the WCW World Title back, or you're going to bring in a new title back to that company, how do you do it? I mean, at the time, Bischoff is the GM on Raw. The uh, obvious Lesler's got the world title on SmackDown. I mean, the obvious thing is the tournament, like old school. I mean, what else were you going to do? You, you have you. Wh- it's so weird to me that like they say Vince doesn't like tournaments. Tournaments are great. Like it makes it I feel used like I love King of the Ring when I was a kid. King of the Ring, yeah. dude. WrestleMania Four awesome. sucked, but it was fun knowing that a tournament was coming. I loved for months. All I did was do bracketology. As a punk kid from Vegas who loved March Madness, <laughs> right? I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, I get two March Madnesses this year. I get the yeah. Rebels, and I get it can Bam Bam." I convinced myself Bam Bam could win the belt. I was so happy. And then the next day, I was like, "Macho Man's got a better path." Like this is insanity. <laughs> who doesn't like a bracket? Right. Who doesn't like a tournament? 
And, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't really have a great solution to this, so I think that that's that's the obvious answer is. Or you at least give it to an existing WWE wrestler that was in the WCW, you know? Well, they kind of did that already. Like at this point, they had unified the belts um, by WrestleMania 18, and they had given the WCW championship to Booker T when he came in. Yes, there you go. Um, he beat uh, Buff in that horrible Buff, match in yeah. Tacoma. That yeah had absolute apathy like a tender date. Yes, yeah, unbelievable. Remember when like like you first started smoking weed and those Dr. Seuss hats were like the coolest things ever. Maybe that was just my jam band. The what were the coolest things? Like the Buff Bagwell, the Dr. Seuss top hat that he would wear to the ring. Uh-huh. You know, like when I was when when I would go to jam band festival, there'd always be dudes like sporting those big top hats and like taking <laughs> oh, acid yeah, and yeah. Molly and dancing festivals. around in them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I've never been to a jam band concert, and I've never smoked weed, so I'm very lost. Yeah, that was like their equivalent of like people using pacifiers at techno concerts, you know, at like trance concerts on ecstasy. The Dr. Seuss hat was the jam band version of the pacifier. I think he still wears it. I think he wore one last week. Maybe because it's raw and you're trying to say it's raw is different than SmackDown. Um you have like the tournament. It's almost like three stages of hell, you know. So the first bracket of the tournament is just a normal match. Uh, you know, the semifinals is 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 a hardcore match, and then the finals is a cage match. You make the whole see that's fun. Torque tournament, tournament, tournament. Uh, three stages of hell. <laughs> we gotta get you running a company. Almost every idea you've said <laughs> yeah, today I've has said made me much, excited. Oh, yeah, I've I've said too much shit. I think to ever be hired, but ever be. Um, all right, and last. And last in our blast from the past section, the anonymous GM angle. <sighs> I don't know. I, again, it's like that. That became such a. That actually would have been fun if it was me. It was. It was Vince. That's the one that would have been fun if Vince was just like, "It was me the whole time. I've been fucking with you the whole." Because people hated the angle up to that point. Yeah, so yeah. that's one where Vince could actually be like, "I got pie in your face. It was me. I'm the GM. I do everything." <laughs> but at that point, the McMahon character was really tired. So he, that should be his callback. They should have him call back that for everything. It was me. It no was matter me what, the whole whatever. Time. Yeah, everything. Just yeah. blame everything it on it. It was me the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> I've been running SmackDown and Raw the whole time. <laughs> like, just everything. Yeah. He, should, he should take credit for all in. He should just be just this. Take credit. Yeah. I ran like, it. What about Jimmy Snuka? <laughs> not everything, not everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, hey, Alex, what, what, where were we at time-wise? 49. 49. So what, we got five more minutes left? Yeah. Alex has uh, the look of a war-torn refugee <laughs> right now. The guy who is, by the way, Alex works for Showbiz Studios. It's a great company. Got a yeah, lot of podcasts yeah. on there. You got Felbin's podcast yeah. on there. Oh yeah, Mateo Lane. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been I've been inside the closet with Mateo Lane and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sean Donnelly's no, no. podcast. Uh, Defend your movie is Very on there. Good. You can't really hear. Oh, Alex. I love that. I just idea. defended. I defended uh, Monster Squad versus the Goonies. I was a Monster Ooh, Squad fun. guy. Oh, really? Which uh, everyone is against me for. I'm a huge Goonies guy. Yeah, I, I like Monster Squad too. I don't think you have to choose one. Well, I mean but... that's the sick game that Sean Donnelly plays every <laughs> yeah, year. But check out the podcast. It's a fun podcast. Yeah, I defended fun. Jaws three. Wow. Versus Caddyshack two. It's a weird. Is that the revenge? No, that's the one that's in like SeaWorld. Aquarium. Four is the worst. Yeah, the I worst. think you'd have no to say Jaws 3 is better because Caddyshack 2 is bad, but in a not fun way. And yes. Jaws 3 is bad in yeah. a fun way. Yeah. Amen. 
And yeah. Dennis Quaid basically is playing Han Solo. It makes no sense, but it's wonderful. <laughs> it's absolutely one of the greatest things to happen in life. Um, 205 Live. Uh, okay, so current, current things that we, we have to fix. 205 Live. I know I've just said I shit all over the company. I'm not providing solutions. <laughs> Guys, there's no way to save 205 Live. Yeah, there is. I'm, okay, Here tell me. Here we go, James. Cancel. That's it. <laughs> no. That's how you save it, by getting rid of it. They screwed up. The name's terrible. Two of it's horrible. Is that what I just said? What is I know what, it's the weight, but no one... What is what I just said any different than that? What? No, I agree with you. No, I, I just... Yeah, I okay, all right. He's doing a bit. bit. It was a good bit. Oh, it was Thank a good bit. How dare you, I don't know. It was I a mislead. He got me, dude. It was funny. That, guys, everybody's working a gimmick. <laughs> Nobody knows what's kayfabe or shoot. That's what Total <laughs> F and Mark was all about. all along. I was the one ruining 205 Live. Yeah. They took this great idea. We all went nuts for the first... Once again, a tournament working on the network, right? The Cruiserweight. Everyone went banana for that and yeah oh people want cruiserweights again shoved it down our throats gave it a weird name instead of calling it the cruiser what would be so wrong with hey tonight at 10 the cruiserweight show awesome yeah yeah but it also cool. cruiser i didn't know that that was the weight that's the first time i'm yeah, hearing that stupid. i had no idea cruiserweight actually works more not as like a full division in an hour it was good to be sprinkled and when you look at those old nitros in that and the WCW then, it was great because that's what kept you interested because most of their big guys couldn't work. Luger couldn't work. So you would have Ray versus Hoovy, and it was exciting. But yeah. it, the whole hour of it and its own self-contained show is kind of... It's just not eh. going to work. Also, here's the bigger problem in my mind. What's a cruiserweight now? You can't have like Finn Balor not be in 205 yeah. Live then. I've, I, you know, like, yeah. I, was, I saw Finn after SummerSlam. The guy's small. He's really small. He's bigger on TV. Yeah. Um, Super cut. I'm posing to Bray Wyatt, who's actually bigger in person than on TV. Uh, I don't know how that works. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty big on TV. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I would say that you, you just can't. And it sucks because those guys, uh, you know, they, they tear the house down to, to no pop. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, so they don't really tear the house down, yeah. but they put on a great match to no pop, and it sucks for them. You, you look at, like, New Japan and... And in Mexico, it's not a dirty word to not be a heavyweight. Like, yeah. junior heavyweight titles are considered real titles. It's not, it's, look, they're not good enough, but they're, and they're going to just do spots. Also not even, mm -hmm. It's just not even like, look, it, it's not, you can't say that the guy who's the biggest and most cut is going to win every fight when in the UFC <coughs> you had John Jones beating up Rampage Jackson and you have Daniel Cormier, Cormier your heavyweight man. champion, who looks like just like a chubby fucking sanitation yeah. worker. Dude, Fedor looked like the just a normal dude, man, and he yeah. was a monster. So yeah. you don't need it. Scariest anymore. monster. It's so crazy that like we always think the big dudes, right, are the like the toughest, and that's kind yeah. of what Vince likes to the model he sticks with. And then Joey Styles yeah. knocks you out on a plane. Yeah, I've <laughs> known in Vegas. I'm gonna tell you straight up. All them little dudes are the craziest dudes. Mm -hmm. I never fucked with guys under five ten. Dudes, yeah, yeah. yeah. They Watch all grew up spider monkeys, man. They're fucking crazy. Napoleon complex, baby. Yeah. Like uh, Chris, the guy who books the comedy, uh, uh, comedy juices in New York. Yeah. Oh, I bet you he could fuck me up. I would never mess with Millhouse. He's my boy. Yeah. Millhouse. No, dude. I'm telling you straight. I've seen know, it, dude. I'm telling you straight out that that guy can fight. I've given him a what. hug when he didn't want one and gave like an energy. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah. Shit goes down and he's in the room. That's someone you want with you. I think guy is gonna you. like punch you while he's crying. You know. Dude. You know. Yeah. And that dude. Horrifying. Was, yeah. 
He's, he's the one I who will that. grab a chair probably and smack it against someone's head yeah. before it even starts. That's my kind of dude. Yeah. yeah. Vegas fighting <laughs> shit. Yeah. Let's go, Alex. All right. So my fix- roots. Roman Reigns, but a bigger conversation. Who should be a heel? Should who should be a face? I've talked about this uh, ad nauseum on the fucking ringer. Um, the way to save WWE right now, and I can't believe I'm quoting this, is to to quote Vince Russo: "No heels or faces, yep. bro." <laughs> you have factions. You put yep. people in different factions. You have the Shield versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, versus Braun Strowman. Maybe he gets the Wyatt family involved. Versus, or, or Bray Wyatt and Finn Bauer, which I'd like to see. Versus, versus Ziggler and McIntyre and have them be true heels. You don't need to have a traditional babyface company right now. No, dude. You yeah. don't. Well, when yeah. the Attitude Era started, they basically reset everyone at zero. Everyone was pretty much a piece of shit, and then they just let the fans de- determine who they want. All in, fans vote. Uh, Basically picked who they wanted for each match, like SoCal Unlimited, right? Opening match, babyface. Yeah. Chris Daniels is in that stable. Two matches later, heel. Yeah. Same stable. Same stable. They yeah. pick. It was gr- it was so great. Like the Bullet Club. Do we even know what they are? They're they're they're, they're heelish in a lot of ways, but they're babyfaces. Like it. And they're so loved. It's hard to be a heel. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's like sports. Let it be like actual sports where you just root for who you want to yeah. root for. That's yeah. it. You don't have to like force me to think a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Um this is to rebook the rebook this Hulk Hogan's reemergence in the WWE. I I'm going to start off by saying like I believe anyone uh, deserves a path to redemption. Um I don't think that like with some with some exceptions uh I don't think that I I don't think that this has been handled well at all. Um you know, first off, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, like, look, I'm sure if anybody had a recording of us on our worst times, we've all said some awful shit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he didn't know. Um, so I will say that. But that doesn't change the fact that if you're a black person and you hear uh, somebody use the N-word, especially in that sort of way, that's going to be incredible, hurtful. And, you know, the pills have all, you know, already been wet out of the pillowcase, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's done. So what you, what you don't, I'll tell you right now, what you don't do is you don't post a bunch of pictures the next day of you and your black fans. Like Hulk Hogan should have done the Michael Richards route instead of like only working through like white higher ups. He should have like fucking been with new day, like met with those guys first off and been like, Hey, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. And then you have, and then you, you, you essentially get paraded around by the people you call the N-word to, <laughs> you know, like, and I think that afterwards, like, you know, I just don't think that this forced, um, anything that's like a forced redemption thing, like if it's, uh, you know, if you admit that you fucked up, uh, it's got to be on the other person's terms, you know, and I don't think that he's totally done that yet. Well, it sounds like they really do want to bring him back, but it, it, that there is issue in the locker room vocal issue yeah. with him coming back there's there's people who um it sounds like some of the new day members and that aren't don't want him there and they rightfully um are they're correct well, in well, that if you're hulk hogan why isn't your first call to the new day should be why isn't your first call to titus o'neill and be like what do i need to do yeah because you're you're like sixty some years old and you have sixty some years of ego that you build up and he can't imagine like lowering himself to that I and mean, that's not lowering yourself but to him it is because he's Hulk Hogan he is wrestling and it's right. like you know 
Um, yeah, it's horrible that he won't, but I don't see him humbling himself like that. You know? Yeah, and it's gonna it's it's gonna be it's now it's gonna be when he comes out it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of a pop because of that music, but then it's gonna be I guarantee you it's gonna be a weird vibe during that promo. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> no. they might have to mute the audience on that one. You know? I mean, it's gonna be, it depends on where it is. Whatever audio tricks they do when Roman Reigns is out there, they're gonna have to do the same thing with Hogan. You know, it what depends on where it is. If it's in like fucking da- Daytona Beach, it's just There's gonna cheers. be a pure cheer. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, if they bring it yeah. back in Florida, oh there's my God, no yeah. way. Yeah. Okay, and how do you fix this? If the Bullet Club goes to WWE, how do you, one, make them work in WWE? They won't. And number two, they do. Like, what do you do with All In? I mean, this is like, if we don't get a second All In, if they go, does the gonna... indies, do the indies still grow? No. I mean, it's they have to stay where they're at right now. Yeah. Uh, if they go... There, they're going to negotiate as a team, I think, and they're going to they're going to get huge money and be like, we're going to be the elite. They're going to try and get like power. They will probably try and be like, we need to control our own destiny a bit. Like, yeah, uh, they would probably come in. You'd have to do like an invasion with them, and there's been eight thousand invasions. Like, mm-hmm. so it's stupid. But they would probably be the elite. They'd probably be like, we're going to keep that name. We own that those shirts. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think they go. I think they have too much leverage now. You think, to, to you let think it their go. fans are like they lose a lot of fans by going to WWE? I think they go there, they lose what makes them special. Yeah. Now, now you are the establishment, yeah. and then they'll just get buried in the middle. Absolutely. And then when they come back to the Indies, their value's gone. Yeah. I mean, I think that Omega would would find a way to get himself over there because he's, he's so good, tremendous. And I think Cody would find a way to get himself over because he's gotten himself over in every company that he's worked for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Young Bucks would have a harder time. Yeah. Um. Oh, they just get stuck in NXT. That yeah. Vince looks at them clearly as, oh, this is an NXT team. Yeah. And he doesn't yeah. like tag teams. The Undisputed Era would be shaking in their boots. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, shit. They'd just the- be like, in WWE, they'd just be like a buried tag team, you know? Like, they'd put them against the Hardys, probably. Yeah. And, they're special you know. where they're at. Yeah. I think the Hardys may be done now, by the way, besides Jeff. Yeah. I mean, I, it's one of those things where I don't want to see Jeff take those spots. And as far as, like, what would happen to the Indies, I think the Indies would still find a way. You know, like, we were always like, oh, after Daniel Bryan and AJ and, and, AJ and Samoa wave the Indies, what are the Indies going to do? Or mm-hmm. And then, oh, after the ECW is done, what are the Indies going to do? Like, they would find a way. But, you know, like, I think that what would be great is that if, you know, Cody was able to be like, hey, can I promote all in as if he meant went to WD? Can I promote in his contract? Be like, look, I'll take less money, but I want to be able to be at all in as a promoter, similar to what other wrestlers in that company have done. Where like, I'm going to have my own show here where I showcase independent wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a real no go for Vince and Not Triple H. Um, but it's tough, man. You really want a second all in after after this weekend, after the weekend that we had. I mean, that was maybe one of my greatest nights. That was great. I've had. I'm, I'm jealous. Comedy. And I mean, any um, mainstream marks who pretend like they don't like all in, they all are gonna be at the next all in. I feel like you know they're gonna after seeing you guys have so much fun. They could do uh, twenty thousand seats next time. Yeah, like they could do even more. It sold out in like yeah. thirty minutes. Right? It was the hottest ticket, and they, they, come on, dude, it was crazy. It's crazy. Well, folks, that brings us to the end of our episode. James, what do you got to pop? This comes out next Thursday. Hey, man, 
October 26th is my album. It's gotten moved again, but it's a Friday now. Are you at the, recording it? Yeah, at the new New oh, York yeah. Comedy Club on Hell 4th yeah, Street. Dude. Hell it's yeah. It's a Friday night, so please show up. It'll be nice. Awesome, Everyone dude. go to that. James is a fucking man. Yeah, my so album's funny. only going to be eight minutes, so enjoy it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like a maxi it's single. It's going to be one track on, on Pandora. <laughs> That's all it yeah. needs to be, baby. All right? Oh, uh, yeah. Evan? Uh, you can find all the dates at evanwilliamscomedy.com, or you can follow me at It's Evan Williams. It's all there. Um, buy my album, No Real Winners here. It's on all st- streaming services as well, but it would really help you out if you actually bought the album on iTunes or Amazon or off the 800-pound gorilla website or off my website. Um, you can also check me out. I'm going to be on The Ringer all this month co-hosting The Masked Man, and I'll have my shows up soon on my website. I, I haven't had any... After my tour, I too, I have been doing spots around New York City, uh, but I haven't put those spots up there, but I'm going to start doing that again. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, rate, review us. Um, tweet at me right now. We don't have a we don't have a fan page set up for the show. What we're going to be trying to do on next week's episode is that myself, James Mattern, and Dan Soder will be wa- watching WCW's Greed, the last WCW pay per view, and live commenting on it. I um, have read the backstories. I've never seen the pay per view. I don't know the results. But you're lucky. Um, and. And I'm excited to just kind of mystery science theater it. So tune in for that. It's going to be a longer episode. Uh, and, you know, give us suggestions, man. Tweet at me. Like, what, what do you want the show? You know, unless you unless your tweet is uh, don't do the show anymore. That's not going to help me. But, uh, you know, give me an idea what you, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of, what you want to hear more of. Let me know, guys. Anyway, this has been Total F and Marks. On all things comedy, I'm out.